Hey, it's Wake Up With KC, and I have a topic that I want to talk about, and it's healing. But is there a way you can heal through writing? Well, today I have a very special guest that has this amazing gift to help those heal through writing. So please welcome Isabel Lerma. Isabel! Thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored to be here. Oh, I it's I was fascinated by your gift and even having a session with you was truly unbelievably just amazing and it was it was just this experience of that it, it was almost like souls to souls expressing on a page and there was symbolic meanings coming from like your writing when I was writing and I just it was so profound and I I just like wow like how do you do that so share with the audience of like who you are and you know where you come from your background and then share with us this gift that you discovered so I, i've been writing from a very very young age i i've been reading high school level college level since i was a very very young age because i was born with a hearing and speech impediment uh so bad that you know i had my own language but i was oblivious i didn't know and i think i was two or three years old when my parents found out that i had been constantly asking for Paniao for over a year. And they found out when I, they took me to the mall that I was talking about Santa Claus. So you can see a big difference in what I was saying versus what I was um, hearing. And it was then that they got me a tutor who really got me into reading. So I started reading classic books from, from first grade. In fact, uh, when we moved from the Philippines to Saipan, which is a commonwealth of the US, um, they wanted to hold me back because they thought that I, would be, I was stupid. And my mom asked them to give me a test and I actually ended up skipping a grade. And so, and, and I really credit that to the books that I was reading. And I read, you know, books like Little Women and class, uh, classic books such as that, like Dickens, et cetera. And, and, and I loved that because it really expanded my mind. And so when I would write, my, my teachers would say that I write like this, like with very big perspective versus most of the children that kind of like wrote very one-sided or very on the form. So I think from a young age, I, I just knew how much I loved writing and reading. And growing up, you know, that wasn't really encouraged, you know, to be an artist in my family. You were kind of like, you have to be a lawyer, a doctor, et cetera. So I decided I was going to be a lawyer because I wanted to be Perry Mason. And that led me to San Francisco. And um, eventually I ended up, you know, getting un getting away from my parents because they were very strict. And uh, I, I didn't want to live with my aunt. So I ran off to San Francisco and got together with, uh, new friends like i said a lot of gay drag queens kind of took me in and nurtured me and and helped me and from there i got into banking um, and moved up very quickly and even though on paper i was doing very very well I was one of the top banking center managers in san francisco and but i was burned out like i knew i'd always wanted to live in paris i wanted to live there for at least a year so finally after a very tough breakup uh, i was with my then boyfriend for five years, we were planning on getting married. And when that didn't pan out, I was literally peeling myself off the bathroom floor, eat, pray, love style. And I told myself, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go run off to Paris. So my boss refused my resignation, gave me a six month leave of absence. And I got myself there. And about a month in, uh, arriving in Paris, I started a writing group called the Drunk Writers, and we and I started doing five-minute timed writing prompts. So what I would do is I would create a prompt, and we would all write on it. And from there, like just from word of mouth, that group grew and it spawned in multiple little groups all over the globe. And I got to travel all over Europe, um, doing doing what I loved, and I did crazy things such as 
uh, winning a songwriting competition, um, performing for Fête de la Musique. I think I was on the news a few times, all the way to directing um, a movie for the Poirier Hour Film Project, and then getting jobs from other companies that wanted us to do our a movie for them, <laughs> um, and get paid to do like a week's worth for like five thousand dollars. And so it was it was things like that that were just falling into my lap um, as a result of drunk writers and and me writing uh, with all of these people. And, and also what I was seeing is people that were coming into the group who were introverts, who didn't want to share their writing. All of a sudden they were starting successful vlogs, like getting 50,000 subscribers overnight. Um, I even have Amazon bestsellers that have, have uh, come from the group and, and just so many people that I just saw grow from this. And people were telling me over and over how therapeutic my writing sessions were. And Eventually, I moved back to I moved to Maryland to be closer to my family. My my father was very sick at the time, and I decided eventually to go back to banking, which is where I knew I would make money, <laughs> like money to live. And again, went back to doing very very good on paper, but almost getting a nervous breakdown. And and that was when I realized I did not want to live this life, but I just didn't know well, what do I do now. And and I and I had never really figured out how I could turn drunk riders into, into a business. But I, I, I just knew it was something that I loved to do. And it wasn't until I met my mentor who really like was able to pull out um, this gift that I had. And, and he told me that I was a therapeutic writing coach. And I didn't even know what a therapeutic writing coach was, but I was like, that sounds like something that I do do. And so it's been a journey like creating that. And, and basically I've, I've elevated what I do, I've done in the past because now what I do in every session is first I figure out where is the pain? What is the pain that you're going through right now? And I, I listen to your story and then I start thinking, okay, and I start developing a prompt for you. And then I start asking you, well, where else did you feel this in your life? And I help you identify what is the root emotion. We go to a point in your life somewhere earlier in your life that you're willing to go to and rewrite on that. And I call it, I call this part rewriting the story. And I have, a, I have an arsenal of a tool that I use, but rewriting the story is probably one of my most impactful because that's where we take the story that you have and we rewrite it. And it doesn't mean to say that we're pretending that it, it, it didn't happen the way you think it happened. The whole goal of that is to, to open up a new perspective for you, perspective that you didn't see before. And sometimes it takes you being able to write on yourself as a character and also to write from the perspective of any other person that's in that story. Starting to take on other people's perspectives might open up your mind to ask, oh, is this why they made it acted this way? Is this, is this why this happened then? And the all the things that you had thought about that had been created because of that moment for you. Let's say, you know, for some people, like I would have been so successful if that hadn't happened. I would have learned this and that if, if that hadn't happened. Only to realize, and that, that happens in the story, is I point out, don't you know that this is why you have those gifts now? Because it was created in that moment. The thing that you, the thing that, you didn't know you you had destroyed in order to create something better was created in that moment that you're creating, destroying those, those very moments. And so it becomes a point of like realization. You're like, oh, that's how it served me. That's why I went through those things. And why would I ever change how it happened when I got to, when I got this life that I have right now? and the people that are in my life right now, and the things that I have right now, why would I change that for something that I thought was better, but maybe I wouldn't have what I have right now? No, you know, it, it, but it has to come from you. And the story will reveal that. The story will reveal that. And whatever you write in the first story will lead to the next. And I think what the what's extra different and special maybe about my sessions is that I write too. So even if I know, the prompt that you're doing is going to be harder for you because you're going to be subjective. I can be more objective, right? Yeah. 
as a as a person that's outside. So I'll be able to reflect to you what you're saying or what you even didn't say, but we're thinking. And but at least that happens a lot in my in my sessions. And so that's where the aha moment goes. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't see that. Or oh my God, that's exactly how I felt, but I couldn't verbalize it the way you did. But it's exactly how it happened. It's exactly and it, it can it can get really weird where in my story I'll I'll be having details that they've never told me about but actually happen. And they're like, I remember that. I remember the music and I remember this. And how did you even know? And I, and I have to remind people, I wasn't there. I didn't know that I'm making it up. I'm tapping into the creative frequency. And, and so it, it's really like, it's really fun and enjoyable. And, and, and for the most part, people don't even get to this therapeutic until, it, until they get to that realization, like, oh my God, I thought I was just having fun. I didn't even know what to expect. Like that's the general, like, reactions that I get when I do my sessions. So it's pretty fun. And the thing about, this is so like mind blowing, fascinating, because when I had that session with you and I was doing my writing, but then when you were revealing what you wrote, your that aspect that you like revealed to me was on a whole spiritual level. That just made sense of the essence of a part of my essence of who I am and connecting, you know, certain things that I already like intuitively knew of some connections that I had with certain things and and whatnot. So it was just so mind blowing. I was like, oh, my God. So I encourage anybody, whatever grief, heartbreak, trauma have this session because <laughs> it is it's and it's um liberating yeah especially through the when you have that self-realization and having a way you create that space for a new conception or perception of something that what we thought to be true wasn't really true yeah it's it's um it's just it's just another perspective like like what we what i've what i've really used it is for, for myself personally is how i used to have such a rigid version of events like i i'm the type of person i'm like it's it's black and white like there is no you know there is no metal at least that's how it used to be i apologize anyway so um yeah, it's really, really important to to be able to suspend your disbelief about this kind of thing. Just allow yourself to write whatever comes to your mind. And that's what I always tell people. Don't worry about being perfect. Don't even worry about the prompt. Like for me, the most important is, are you writing? Because whatever you write, I'll be able to see uh, what you didn't see. And and you don't have to worry about being perfect or even saying what, what, whatever is wrong. I'll still see the energy. Although I'm just looking for what is the emotion, what's the underlying emotion, because you think it is this, but it's not. It's something else. And, mm -hmm. and I really, really, I really want to credit this to my mentor because he's helped me raise my level of consciousness and my level of, of thinking so that I can I can see this. And, and how I really view myself in these sessions is I'm a mirror. That's what it is. I'm like an acting mirror. What can I reflect to you of you? that's all all it is and that's if someone's willing to show who they are to me and that's what usually happens in the writing um because writing for me is so naked and so vulnerable and it, it really is like a window it can be a window into what someone is thinking this is why when i open a book especially if it's written by someone you know 400 500 years ago um to be able to still be in that author's mind you know, mm -hmm. able to experience the world and see the world how they saw it, and 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 what lessons they're trying to incorporate in their story. Like it's it's just an amazing way for our our brains to process all this information. You know, and as human beings, we we are really really tied to storytelling. If you if you look at, you know, what they say, the right side of the brain is your more creative side, and your left side is the more logical, more analytical side. And you're thinking, oh well. Um, if you're writing and creative writing, it must be more mostly your, your right side, it's your creative side, but it's not true. It's actually your logical side because your brain wants to be able to process all this amazing information in a fun, 
and creative way, which is why we like books, which is why we like Netflix shows. Instead of reading like the history of Scotland, we want to watch Braveheart and we'll kind of like, you know, we'll get, we'll get more out of that than say reading the history of Scotland, the history book, right, of Scotland. And so that's kind of like how this works with us, like in the writing, in the writing session with me, because I only give you five minutes, usually about five minutes or so to write on the prompt. So you have one choice. You can choose to not write, you can bullshit your way through it, or you can try to answer it as best you can. Try to look for the answers to whatever the prompt is asking of you. And you only have five minutes. So what else do you have to do but speak from your heart? And so that's what I'm trying my best to unlock in you, to trust that, to, to, to listen to what it is that was trapped inside of you. Figure out if it's bullshit or not. Figure out if, um, if there is any lessons that you can apply in your life right now. And again, because it's on the page, you can change it if you don't like it. You know, like that's the beauty and the power of that. You, you don't, you're not beholden to it at all. And if you can start looking at your issue that you have in your life and like be like, you know what, let me spend five minutes strategizing. Let me just try five minutes to figure out what I can do about this. How can I manage the fear? Because the moment you have an emotion about it, it's feedback. So you can be like, well, why, why am I feeling this way? Is this connected to the actual situation at hand? Or is my reaction, you know, higher than it dictates it should be for this whatever situation? And is this, am I being triggered by something in my past that's showing up again and again and again? Like, for example, like road rage, right? People are going, like, does it, do you really need to have that much angst over somebody cutting you off to the point that you, for example, want to pull a gun on somebody, which, is, which has happened, right? It has happened recently. So it's like, if that person is able to check and be like, Am I so angry that somebody cut me off right this second? Or am I angry because I feel like I'm being cut off constantly in other areas of my life or I've been cut off before and this is just triggering me? Like, that's a different way of, of seeing it, right? Be like, oh, so this is my feedback. And, and, and what are the repercussions if I acted on my anger in this moment? Well, maybe I might get into an accident. Well, maybe I'm going to do this, maybe I'm going to do that. Like, you're more objective and be like, oh, okay, let me get myself safely somewhere and let me deal with this emotion and figure out why it's coming up for me. And is it holding me back? Is it propelling me forward? What is it? But just know that whatever that is, it's really up to you. You have full control over what you can control. You can't control what other people are going to do, but definitely for you, yes. And, um, and so I think writing... Writing is so healing and people don't realize just how healing it can be. And, and I think it's even more healing than just talking it out. And this is why I, I love talk therapy. I'm not at all discounting it at all. But when you talk in talk therapy, sometimes all you do is remyelinate the story over and over again. And I actually had a client that told me that she was doing this form of intensive therapy where the purpose of it is to re-trigger her over and over and over again, and she she gets desensitized. And it took every ounce of my my being to tell her that is that sounds so traumatic, and also that is what we're doing already to ourselves on a daily basis. We just don't realize it when we get into like that emotional reaction phase with someone or something, and usually it might be with someone we love because we know they'll they're more likely to take our bullshit, then, you know, we can be, we can be affecting that relationship, a relationship that we say is very precious to us, right? So again, it's because our emotions are ruling us, kind of like what I said about, you know, how biological drive, our hormones can be ruling us, and we're stuck in our dopamine addiction, instead of going into our prefrontal cortex, which is what, you know, my mentor talked about, it's like, where you're, where you're in inspiration mode. That stuff doesn't bother you. The bullshit doesn't bother you because you're, you're in for the big picture. And so how do you move yourself toward that? How do you move yourself from the animal brain and the dopamine, hormone-riddled, emotional uh, faction into like, wait, 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 I'm, I'm bigger than that. I'm stronger than this. I'm act, reacting this way because of experience I had in my past or even epigenetically experiences that I've had in my past. And or you know, ancestral. 
Yeah, yeah. And this is why we kind of copy our parents. Even we say, we're never going to be like our parents. And they're like, I'm acting just like my parents. Well, epigenetically, it's in our DNA. In, it's in our DNA. But we can change that. We mm-hmm. are stronger than that. We, we are. We, that's why we have our brains. And our brains are a very powerful organ. But most of the time, all it's built on is to have us survive. So it doesn't care about how we feel. It just wants us to survive. But what if we can teach our brain to not just survive, but to thrive and to get out of survival mode, get out of fear or flight or freeze mode and be like, hey, hey, hey we're, it's not happening anymore. I went through that in the past so that I have my superpowers now that I've honed in over time that I can deal with things like this in the future with a clear head. Wow. You mentioned about brains, you know. It'd be safe to say that we have three brains. Yes, we do. Because I had a good mentor that just opened my eyes and it just totally made sense because we have chakras. Yes. So we have the intellectual mind. We have the emotional mind, right. the heart, and then we have the eccentric mind. The and our digestive yeah, system. Yeah. So a lot of times when we experience trauma, um stressful things it does affect those three minds and then it causes us to be out of whack changing the hormones the biochemistry in our body and it's like every experience and emotion which is energy in motion will stay in those one of them or all three of them and then that's where we have mental problems that's where we have heart problems and that's where we have ideas digestive problems yeah and it's our body communicating to us hey you we got to deal with this and it's actually a route to the traumas or whatever not just what we've created but are in past lives but our ancestrals that experience and it just that trauma which is energy and motion just transferred to us and we have no idea yeah of why we're attracting these experiences, dealing with these issues until we wake up or go through something really traumatic to where it's like you hit rock bottom or whatever. And then it's like you become awakened. Yes, because at that point, you, you don't have a choice anymore. You got to deal with it. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like, how do you get on the forefront so that you don't even need to go through that? anymore because you've gone through it already before remember how i said we we, we trigger ourselves over and over again kind of like why we repeat the same patterns because until we learn to love it until we learn to be grateful until we learn to be aware of the gifts that it brought us and we actually start applying those gifts that we brought us then it's there to keep us to wake us up you know you'll be stuck in inaction until you have no choice and so um this is a way to really actually get get ahead of it. Like I said, when we start looking at, well, what's going on right now? And then I have you look in your past. It's so that you can see everything that happened in the past is showing up right now. So if you start dealing with it now, then good, you clear yourself of that so that you can actually deal with what's going on right now and affect what can happen yourself in the future. And I have a client who, who deals with a lot of pain, a lot of physical pain. And I'm glad that you talked about all the different gut brains and stuff like that, the other different brains, because you're right. We all have brains there and they all drive us. So what we put in our body will affect us. If you have a lot of sugar, if you have a lot of salt, like, you know, all of those things can bring us, bring up like more likely to be more emotional, right? Uh, And so uh, what I started doing with her is, you know, try to use the vehicle of writing to help lower her stress level and actually for a lot of my clients, and I encourage every single one who who who's doing this is to start tracking it. And there's an app called Weltery. You don't even need to buy the app. You can just get the free version of it. But what it does is if you have a smartwatch, it, it'll connect to it. But if you don't, you can just use your phone. And what you do is you use you put your finger over your camera and it'll like count your heartbeats or something like that. It's pretty cool. So what you can do is it can you can start tracking your levels, like your stress level or whatever you can track, like your water level, your sleep level, all of that's going to help you. 
and, and, and making sure that you, all your brains are, are performing at this optimum capacity because the thing that takes the most energy to do is to think. Writing helps you think, you know? Like, it really does. It, it helps you, like, talk to yourself. It helps you reflect the mirror right back to you. So if you work on building this muscle up, like I said, you can do this for yourself. Now, I have a special ability, and that's my ability to unlock people. So if you're feeling stuck, because it's harder to write by yourself. I, I, I'll be, it's not impossible, but it's harder, you know, to kind of unlock yourself. So this is where I come in. I'm like a guide, and I'm, I'm a facilitator. So if you're stuck in something, then I can help you unlock. And because we're writing it together, it's like you're not alone in doing that. And you get to see another perspective right away, you know. And so that's, um, I don't know, that, that, is really beautiful but also what i've found is people are tracking their stress levels during my sessions and they're able to lower their stress by 50 percent wow one session and this is independent right this is not me like you know saying i feel like it's 50 percent no it's there's an actual app that's tracking it and the first client that did this for me actually she said this is about i've been trying everything to get my stress lowered i've been doing breathing exercises meditation uh, diet, you know, mm. she's very restrictive on her diet, all sorts of things, because nothing has been lowering my stress. My sleep is even getting uh, even better. I'll have 80% level sleep, but I'm still waking up 60% stress. And it was because she was hanging on to this root experience. And it had, it was living in her body and, and it didn't matter what she was doing until she actually wanted to do it. That's why I said the most important thing you can do is to think. And, and writing, like I said, really, really, for me anyway, helps me think and not just keep it in my head. I actually have it tangible on paper, written down, right? So all, already I transformed it. Already it's new. So that's the beauty and the healing power that can happen instantly with writing just because it raises your level of awareness and it helps you think, helps you think through the problem. Well, you know, you talk about thinking, but what about those that have so many thoughts or thinking about so many things, how that's actually causing even more stress because they have too many thoughts going on and they can't just, they, they become undecisive. They can't make decisions or they're getting confused. It's um, it, it, even confusion in their reality, yeah. you know, and their beliefs of, you know, well, do I believe this or what, you know, and they're so like OCD and analytical about everything, everyone, what people say to them, what they're saying to them and whatnot. How does writing help sort of organize it? Yeah. Well, well, it, the way I do it, like I said, I give myself a limit. I give myself just five minutes. So I'm not allowed to go beyond five, five minutes. Well, sometimes I go a little bit past five minutes, to be honest. But I initially tell myself I only have five minutes. So if I only have five minutes to get everything out that I want to say, you just work on that. You work on the first five minutes of bullshit that you have all over your mind and thinking, I've got to do this, i got to do it. Well, write it down in five minutes. And then strategically, look at. then you can look at it like, okay, what is it that I can do today? What are the three things that I can do today that's going to work towards these things? And are there things that I can delegate? Are these things that um, is just my mind, you know, kind of wandering or, or whatnot? Like basically part of it is thinking and getting it out. But then the next step is now organizing it. Like now you get to decide what are you going to take out? What are you going to leave in? Right? Because so, you have the power. The thing is, if you let yourself go for an hour of thinking all these things, you'll let an hour go by and nothing will be done. But what if you just took five minutes every day in the morning and go, what are the top three challenges I'm facing today? What are the top three challenges I'm facing in writing? What are the top three challenges I'm facing today in my job? What are the top three challenges I'm facing in my relationship? Pick just three because at a time, and the goal is just, you know, if you check it off, great. If you didn't, then you look at it. Well, what 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 was the obstacle that came up in my way? You know, like it really can help you, like with your book that you have right now, it can help you organize what is it that you really want? Who are you really? And 
Are you feeling that you have to be a certain way because you want to be that way? Or is it because you're subordinating to someone else's version or someone else's values? Like you won't know until you actually get it out. And that's why I say, stop just talking about it. Stop just remyelinating it. Don't just call a friend who's going to listen to you and be like, oh yeah, that's, oh man, it really sucks. You know, that's great. And I'm not, I have friends that I need that, you know, I need to be able to vent, but when it comes to actually taking action, like ultimately the only person that can take action is you, if you want to change anything in your life. And so using your vehicle in writing, that's that's one way to be like, well, I did something today. I wrote about it and I said, this is what I wanted. Is this really what I want? Because if you say you want this, but your actions, let's say you write every day, I want to lose 30 pounds. But every day you're like, my challenge is to not eat McDonald's and you're eating McDonald's. Well, that's not really what you want. You want, you know what I mean? Like you have to gauge, like you have to reality check yourself. And like, and so writing is a way to do that. Like posting it, posting something on the board and be like, hmm, okay, I said it, I wanted to do it, but I'm not doing it. So let's get realistic. I don't want to do that. Is this something that I need? If so, can I delegate it? and maybe pay somebody else to do it? Or what can I do to make it that it happens, you know? Um, yeah. And what when you're talking about, I want, you know, people saying, oh, I wanna lose 30 pounds. Now I've learned even through writing and speaking like affirmations to take certain words out, you know, not I should, I, um, I want, uh, I need because then you're projecting and putting in the experience of wanting and still needing to lose weight. So change the little words to I am going to, I have lost, you know, I I love, you know, I love to do this. Like I said, I love to connect with my clients. And so for example, like I am after I am is so powerful. Yes. I am having this amazing experience of losing 30 pounds or what whatever it is. I am desiring to know what it feels like to wear this size six dress that i saw at macy's kind of thing you're creating that yeah yeah experience really right it's really good to to look at like you know what is that you want to do but i would break it down even more like make it even a, a smaller goal like for example instead of saying i want to lose i want to fit in a size six dress you could be like you know today i i love great food. I'm going to go and make myself the most healthy and nutritious lunch today. I choose, you know, it's it's just like, it's just a small thing. You didn't say I'm going to lose 30 pounds today. Today, I'm going to just make myself the most nutritious, most delicious salad I've ever made in my life. And I don't like salads, but I'm going to find a salad that I absolutely love. That's going to hit all of these things. All of a sudden you move to like, I want to be, I want to have a salad that inspires me to eat this every day. And if that if you went about your day like I'm gonna discover this, you might discover you might you'll go out and you'll be like, you know, what kind of salad do I really like? What kind of real food is it I really want to, you know, it's like you break it down to a smaller goal, like a five-minute goal. That's what I mean by like doing three things. And mm-hmm. and I love affirmations, you know, I, I really do. I, I don't do it enough, but I would say like on top of like if you don't feel it, if you don't feel like say even saying I'm powerful, but you don't really feel like you're powerful, you can just Pick something smaller than powerful. You can be like, I am I am a decision maker today. And I'm gonna make some, I'm gonna make three big decisions today. Three decisions that I've been not able to make before. And if that decision is today I'm gonna wear pants instead of skirt, great. You just did something different. You know what? I chose to stretch myself today. Or I don't usually wear makeup, but today I'm gonna wear lipstick. Great. You know, like, you know, it's it's just little little things that add up to self-care and all it is all of that is going to be about your self-care even even deciding you know what i'm going to work myself to dating 
you know, I'm not, I'm not there yet with casual sex exactly, but you know what, let me make a profile today and I'm going to put my best picture that I love and I'm going to make a really great profile that I love. And you know, like, like, like that, it's really choosing, like moving it from just like fantasy to reality, like fear in action. So like, what is it? What's the fear? How can you move towards action? How can you manage that fear so that you're not stuck in fear? Mm-hmm. Wow. And isn't it like, isn't there some truth? Because I, I love the acronym and I can't remember where I, you know, got this acronym for fear. False evidence appearing real majority of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is fear, fear is not the fear. It's the fear of whatever we gave power to that's the fear, right? Fear is just a sensation, a, a prickly feeling. It's an emotion, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's an emotion, but it's, it's a warning of some sort. Like there's something off right now. Is there something that's attacking me? Is there something that's going to hurt me? There's something that, you know, it's a feeling. And then you have to identify, well, what is it? What am I afraid of exactly? Is it fear of heights? Is it fear of public speaking? Is it fear of being seen? Is it fear like first identify what the fear is, what's the emotion, and then figure out why do you feel that way? What what happened to have this fear come up for me? And what's in the way of my my values? Like what is it that I want to create that my fear is stopping me for a reason? Once you start identifying, okay, oh, okay, so that's my obstacle. Oh, this is my obstacle. This is my obstacle. Then you can figure out, can I go around it? Can I go over it? Do I have to go through it? Whatever it, it is, you know, there's a million ways to get from point A to point B. You just got to check yourself and be like, okay, well, what, what can I do? What resources do I have that will help mm-hmm. me get around this? And if I don't have it, who does? And how can I, excuse me, connect with them? You know, like all of a sudden you're like, well, I want to do this. I want to do this. So I choose to, because I want to do this, I choose to do this. And even more, if I love to do this, who's going to stop me? Because no one, I mean, who has really ever stopped you, Casey, from doing what it is that you love to do? When you really look back, I'm sure, like even at a young age, right? Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. Then we figure it out. We figure it out how to do what we wanted to do. We didn't let time. We didn't let money. We didn't like, we didn't let parents. We didn't let, you know, whatever it is. Eventually, we didn't let them stop them. Not if we really, really, really wanted to do it and we were willing to go through whatever pain and pleasure to get there. Mm-hmm. The moment that we didn't do it, that we kind of beat ourselves up for it and we want to blame other people. Well, so-and-so stopped me. So-and-so stopped me. But the reality is, you just didn't figure out how to manage, manage whatever the obstacle was that was in your way at that time. But guess what? You were creating superpowers so that if it showed up again, you would be able to go through it. So that might take a couple of years. It might take more. But if it's showing up for you right now, you got to go back to that moment and rewrite that story. Because you telling yourself now that you can't do it because of something that happened 20 or 30 years ago is bullshit. You had 20 or 30 years for this moment to come up for you in in different forms over and over again. And it's here again to get you to be like, are you going to go through us now? Are you going to go over this? Because what's waiting on the other side is what you say you want. So do you really want it? You know, and and that's really what it is. That's really the, the reality of it is, are you willing to go and be committed, decisive and resourceful to make it happen? And there's not, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying that there's going to be moments where you're like, going to be like, there's no way I can do this. But how do you still keep going and still keep trying? And for me, the biggest thing is having this realization that all my so-called failures were not failures. They were progress. They were Mm -hmm. just leading me to the next step and the next step and the next step. And the failures that I had, were probably there for a very good reason that I couldn't see at the time. But it, once I get to a place where I want to look at it, I'll be able to see it because I'll be able to tell my brain, okay, brain, I'm ready to deal with this now. Let me go see what I didn't see before. 
let me go find it. And if you start training your brain, and that's why I say writing is a muscle, it's a mem- it, it, it really is. You have to force yourself to figure out how to write, even just for five minutes at a day at a time. Eventually, you'll be much stronger than your brain, all your brains, and be like, uh uh-uh, uh uh, I need at least five minutes. Give me five minutes to deal with this. And then you can act from, from that point. But unless you are willing to even like, like do the work around that, then you're just stuck in your story. You're just going to keep repeating your story. You're going to find people that are going to reinforce your story. Mm-hmm. As well Attract as- them too. Oh, yeah, because we love that. We, we don't, you know, it, it's hard. First of all, to do what we really want to do is hard especially if it's things that we weren't used to having in our life because we built up all these identities around it. Like like for me, and we talked about this briefly, it's money. I had so many misconceived notions of money and how I realized how much I was pushing it away. And once I realized that it was my pride, it was my pride all this time that was helping me manipulate the narrative and all the work around it to keep me from doing things like start a podcast, run a webinar, all things that can ultimately, in the end, make me money, right? If I started now, mm-hmm. uh, eventually it will come. But I got to keep working at it. It's not going to come because just because I want it. It's going to come through work and doing it and pivoting and asking for help and learning what I don't know. And, and you know what I mean? Like managing the fear, mm-hmm. taking one step in front of the other. And you, my dear, are like such an inspiring woman says look at what you've created and you don't even see it you don't even see it no really there's a part of you that didn't see it at least during uh, our session I was like this woman has no idea her power and 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 you know and what's blocking that so we touched on it very lightly we just skimmed the surface on it but I I'm so glad you got that book um I hope you'll come to more events that I run uh and and get working out that muscle of writing you have a gift, my dear, and um, and I really hope that you reach more people with this gift, and that you're able to see that you can make money doing what you love because you're serving the world. I have something to share with you. I actually started back into my coaching practice instead of coaching, you know, people for free because I was doing that when I was doing massage therapy. But now I started and I'm paying like I here I have a 30 minute session and a 60 minute session. And I did it because of numerology and connecting to the numbers that work for me. I figured out this, you know, I value myself. I value my time and energy. But these numbers work, resonate with me. So I'm going to just go with it. Yeah. Yes. And I already got three clients, so I'm working with. So that- congratulations, that's amazing. That's amazing. And oh my god! And I'm working on my creating a webinar, but my public speaking presentation of because I'm going intuitively going to my guides saying, "Okay, I feel the need now. I feel it rising up in me that I need to be on stage. I need to be speaking. But what is that? What it?" And I could see it, but I don't know what the topic is. Like what? So now I'm just sitting, meditating, writing, starting writing. Okay, what does this look like? What is the title going to be? And just connecting with my higher self. So thank you, because you inspired me to start doing it this way. <laughs> my, my pleasure. My pleasure. And um, and really brainstorming the topics. Like, and it's all about just. Just being who you are. What do you want to talk about? You know, what what do you want to express? What are the gifts that, you know, you don't, I know you, you've done a lot of research and all these things that maybe people haven't done before. So you have a lot that you can express. You have a lot that you can share. So now it's starting to like think of what are some ways that I can produce this more and serve more people? And it might be for you, like, I don't know, creating some kind of, Maybe a numerological calendar that you can sell, or, or or something like that. You know, there there are so many ways to to make things now and brand things now. And you've done a great job branding. Wake up with Casey, and you've got a buildup of these listeners who want to support you. So give them a way to support you and uh, and to support your mission because 
you'll be able to reach a whole lot more people, right? And um, yes. you'll be doing what you love to do. And like, it's really just brainstorming what it is that you love to do. And of course, if you need help, you know, I'm here for you. And, and you know, and, and that's part of what I do too. It's not just therapeutic writing, although I specialize in heartbreak and grief. And, um, and that's from my own personal story. And this is why I do that. But honestly, the, the writing method can be applied to everything. And I have a lot of business clients who, who use me to help unlock them in their business writing, um, as well as therapeutic writing. I believe there's no division between work or life balance. It's just life, especially and, the kind of work that you do. And what I do, there is no separation. It is just our life, right? Yes. And a lot of times you know, doing what you do with writing and whatnot in with your clients, have you experienced like clients that they have a problem, they can't figure out the solution, but having a writing session with you, the solution is revealed because they get so stuck in their head about the problem and not so much the solution. But when they have a session with you, it, it's revealed. Yeah. And they have a realization like, oh, my God, I, like, I didn't think about that. Well, yeah, you did. It was just you got stuck up in the ego and the, the problem. You weren't seeing the solution to it. Yeah. And the subordination of, of your values is probably the one that's going to bring you the most chaos. And I think the biggest thing is really, number one, know your true values and tie everything that you are doing to your highest values. And if you can't, then you probably don't really want to do that. And that's probably either something you need to get delegate out or, or transform into something else, but you have to figure out a way to tie it to your values. And, um, and money and value, mm -hmm. there's that misconception about money and value, but sometimes what we value is actually somebody else values that was passed down to us. And that's probably why we create the problems and, feel stuck a lot of times because we're not operating in what we our sole true value is we've been under a program of somebody else's beliefs and values that's just been passed down from generation to generation and we yeah. just can't quite see it yet yeah but all of those things served us mm -hmm. like we may be carrying a lot of things from our past epigenetically that are you know considered difficult for some people, but at the same time, we're able to stand on the shoulders of our ancestors. And because they went through whatever hardship that they went through, we're able to not go through the same thing that they did. Like we're able to go and stand on their shoulders and go through our own challenges where, which with opportunities that we wouldn't have had if our ancestors hadn't gone through that. So what a, what an, what an amazing gift also that we have both sides um, that help us and propel us forward because they, they will. And it's actually the things that we think are the harder things that actually propel us forward, that it's actually what, what birth for us are superpowers that we carry on right now in our life. And, and um, Dr. Trivedi talked about this a lot, that this is my, our, my mentor. Um, and yeah, he's my mentor too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he um, talked a lot about how our parents, you know, we're born because we're born from the DNA of our parents. And in that DNA is encoded, like, all of the things that, like, our parents may have had a dogma about. And we're created to be the opposite of that. For, for example, like, and I'll just give an example, like, one of my good friends, like, he you know, he's gay, but his family didn't accept him. And, you know, it was something that he struggled with for a very long time, tried to conform, you know, was married to a woman, had kids, like, for all his life, tried to conform to this ideal to please his parents, but it was never really him. And so when he finally came out, he was, you know, shunned and ostracized and all that stuff. And, you know, it was very painful for him. But the thing is, his parents created him and the reason they had they got a son that was gay was because they had this dogma about gay being a sin. And so their son was created, they created their son to help them wake up. Some people do, some people don't. But the gift that that gave my friend 
is that he learned to stand on his own. He learned to be resourceful. He learned to be independent. He learned to make a success for himself anyway. And he has nothing but love and gratitude for his family. That to me is for that. He does not regret that they disowned him. And, and you know now, now they're good. Now they're good. I mean, it took some time, but now they're good. And now their family is, is different and now accepts that their son is, is gay. But, you know, it took a while for that. But he had to stand and learn to love himself for exactly who he was and not need the approval of his parents. And the moment he finally realized he did not need their approval was when they accepted him. Because it has to be real. Well, not only that, but since you brought this up, you know, and we'll wrap this up. But I read a good book from, I've been drawn to these near-death experience, you know, people and people, because I'm all about spirituality and this invisible realm that's around us and in, in whatnot. And she said something in her book about she remembers being in her soul form before she came into this earth. Now, what she explained to me, and I had this inner knowing already, but when she spoke of it, it just resonated with me. And I'm like, oh my God, you're just validating and confirming everything that I already freaking knew. Even though I don't remember coming into this, but I knew it. And how she described being on the, where all these formless, you know, lights, like a soul spirit in the invisible realm and there was this guy she saw this other light coming to her and they started talking but it wasn't like me and you talking it was more telepathic and he went over it it was more of a masculine the way she was describing it and he said like you're going to choose your mother, which she saw her mother pregnant, and she felt this tugging. And then she goes, and this is your father that you choose. And he was bending down, tying their shoes. Now, the beauty of this is we're showing you very few will ever remember this before they come into earth. But we're giving this because of your gift and what you're going to be doing later. There was like a connection. And all of a sudden, you know, she's seeing the dad tying the shoes. She sees the, this woman being pregnant. And then all of a sudden she kept getting this pulling down. Like she was coming down and obviously everything went black. And then bam. She's a baby. That's amazing. She should write this down. Like, oh, she's got a book. Hold up a second. I could show you the book here. And it's amazing. And I had her on my show. Oops, there goes something. The Journey from Darkness to Light. That's so interesting. And it, her name is Linda DeVitas. And she's a psychic clairvoyant medium. And she shares everything that she went through on a spiritual level, the the spirits and the like energetic things like she could actually see. And she tried to explain to her parents and what she was experiencing and seeing people like in the visible realm, she could see them. And that was one of her gifts. And it's fascinating. And then it just made sense. We chose our parents to experience whatever. It's in our Akashic records, our soul yeah. contract. That's incredible. I never thought of it that way, how we chose our parents. You know, because in my, the way I used to think about it was that, you know, our parents, you know, our parents showed each other and then they created us through our DNA. Um, but that's a very interesting way of, of thinking, like, especially of afterlife and reincarnation. Yes. Like and, that. And there's a constant connection. There's a soul yeah. bond of constantly. And like you might with your parents, you and your dad could have been 
brother and sister in a past life, or your dad could have been your husband in a past life, or your dad, like from your dad's perspective, you, you were his wife in another. Do you, believe in, um, do you believe in parallel universes? Yeah. Okay, so so we we talk about multiverses, uh, mm -hmm. and and the way I think about it is this: like in every situation, every given situation that where we make a choice there is a parallel universe where we're making another choice and this is where i also think of in, in one instance casey uh this in this interview we're inverted i'm casey and you're me you know like, like <laughs> exactly exactly like, but really it is like we're all entangled you know mm -hmm. and so what happens to us happens to all of us in, in some form or in some way in another parallel universe. So if we start actually thinking of it that way, like then then we we just there's nothing left to do but just love every single person and accept them for exactly who they are and stop trying to change them and make them into something else, you know, and let them express their gifts, let them express, you know, their souls. And if we can create a world where everyone can feel that way where they're expressing in their highest values and they're contributing because they want to and they're not subordinating and they're not in chaos because they think they're supposed to be this something else. They're supposed to be this rich, I don't know, whatever, rich multi-billionaire that's like popping bottles all the time. Well, if that's not you and you don't want to do all everything it takes to be that, then just go be who you are. Express your soul. You know, and, and right. that's, that's the beautiful thing. It's that in this life, in this universe, this is where we're at. And we have an opportunity to express ourselves here. And I also trust that, you know, in another universe, my my persona would be dead, possibly. Or my persona would be what whatever fantasy that I've created. But when I look at my life here right now, like where I am at, I'm so incredibly blessed, so incredibly grateful, you know? And why would I trade that to be any other version of that? Do I do I want, for example, do I want a whole lot of more money and my parents aren't around? You know, do I, you know, like, you know, there, there, there are there are people like that. They have a lot of money, but their parents aren't around. They, you know what I mean? It's like, why would I trade my beautiful life with somebody else's when I get to have it in this universe? What I get to do now is what do I want to do with it? What do mm -hmm. I want to express with my gifts? Am I going to hide in my room? And hide because nobody wants to come to my webinar, which is on June first, by the way. <laughs> my <Ooh. next> one. <laughs> so, um, but or or do I just go ahead and do it? And I literally, when I did my last webinar, I told myself, if nobody shows up, I'm gonna do it anyway. And that was so scary for me, Casey. But I had three people show up, and they were all paid. So you know what? I was like, wow, that's great. That's a great thing to start from. But even then, I'm not gonna kid myself and be like, there's going to be days where nobody shows up. There's going to be days where whatever happens and I'm not going to like it. And in the moment, but is it going to serve me? Yes, it will. Like, Cause you're practicing. I'm practicing. Same thing with haters. You know, I used to be, you know, I, I used to hate, you know, feeling bullied and all that stuff. And now I changed my stance of like, you know what? I want to collect haters because the more haters I get, the more love I get. So instead of running <laughs> toward, you know, running, towards the love and getting hate because that's what happens. Whatever you run towards, you'll get the opposite to ground you, right? Mm -hmm. so why not run towards the pain? Why not why not run towards the fear? And see what love the haters. You'll get love the haters and and because they have nothing better to do except lift you up. Honestly, that's what haters do. They have not they're slinging, they're trying to sling their shit up at you. And the higher you go up, the less they they're just gonna smack themselves in the face. But you know what they don't realize? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're just validating and confirming how bright you are shining. You're shining your true light and yeah. essence. And that repels those that stay stuck. So they project what they hate about themselves onto you. So mm -hmm. I look at them, thank you. I'm shining my light so bright today. Yeah, it really is. And and but but so many people get stopped because of that fear. They fear mm -hmm. somebody coming in and, and taking it away. They fear someone, you know, um, their reputation being shot. They they fear loved ones telling them this too. Because God wants to protect us. How about the fear of them being their true, 
authentic self. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People are very afraid of me for some reason. Like, not not afraid of me, afraid of what I would write about, afraid of what I'm going to say. Oh, she's going to reveal the truth, my true self that I really want to be, but I don't want to really want to talk about it. I just want to keep it inside. I don't want to. Exactly. And, And that's why, you know, like doing this podcast, you know, what you do is so amazing and like, you know, inspiring me, like I said, uh, to do my own podcast, you know, and, um, and to talk about topics that I want to talk about and not necessarily the things that I know my family would want to talk me to talk about. But I'll say that they said nothing. They, I think <laughs> they said nothing. So like I said, I, I was anticipating a lot of flashbacks. Maybe I still will. And if I do, great. Because I now realize I'm going to go to my family for challenge, not support. Because I used to run toward them for support. And I got challenged because that's what, that's how they helped me. Mm-hmm. And it, it helped me realize, too, in the challenge, do I really want to do this? And there's been, like I said, a few times in my life where I was like, no matter what they said, I still did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And those are the times that I grew the most, you know? I suffered a lot, and I would say I, I, I caused a lot of chaos for myself in doing in doing some of those things initially, like moving to Paris. They're very unhappy with that decision. Um, and even now, like quitting my banking job so that I can be a therapeutic writing coach, they were not very happy. Even getting my mentor, they were not happy. They're like, why would you spend money, that kind of money? And what they didn't realize is I was saving my life. Mm-hmm. That I had never spent money on myself, like not in like not like that. You know, I, I was taught you sacrifice, you 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 save, you you know you you treat other people better than you treat yourself. You know, all sorts of things. Like you're you you martyr yourself in a way, right? But, but that's, that's their not, protection of their yeah. belief and their program and their reality, and they just want to keep you in their reality, but they're missing out on the greatest life experience by staying stuck. And that's yeah. how I look at certain people, even my family. I'm like, well, that's you, but that's not me. Yeah. I got to live me. I got to live my life. I want to experience life. And that's why we're here. It's just yeah. to experience life. <laughs> exactly. And and I'll say this, my relationships with my family is so much better than it ever was before. So it was worth it for me to go through some of those hardships. Sometimes, you know, the silence and, you know, the ostracization and still want and still going towards them. I'm like, you know what? You can't stop me from being your daughter or sister. I don't even care what your rules are. You cannot stop me if you need me. But at the same time, I also welcomed the break. Great. I now have time to focus on what I would want, I wanted to do or mm-hmm. to focus on my business. And now it's a dance. It's just a balance. Because I know that when I get too into business, my family life starts going down. You know, mm-hmm. my spending time with my partner starts going down because I'm so in my business. And it's like learning, uh-uh, no, I need both. Without them, I don't have my business. Without experiencing what I experienced with my family, I can't relate to my clients, not the way that I do. This is why I have the empathy that I do. This is why I'm able to touch into that frequency as quickly as I do. And this is why I can speak from that place of being a surrogate mother, surrogate pet, surrogate daughter, surrogate sister, whatever it is, surrogate teacher, whatever, whoever I need to take on in order to be that for that person is all a culmination of my life, my past experiences, including the very hardest times of my life. And I'm like, thank God I went through that because I developed those superpowers so that I can be this kind of a therapeutic writing coach. Awesome. And I'm, you know what? I'm so glad you did (laughs) because now we've connected and I love what you're doing and thank God you found your gifts. Thank God you found yourself, you discovered yourself, you're reinventing yourself, you're constantly transforming, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And it really is um, such an honor to meet you and to call you my friend, and I hope we talk more, and um, yeah, and I hope we go together. You know, if you have any listeners to come on by, you know, make sure you mention that you're from Casey, so I can thank her. And, um, and of course, you guys get uh, buy one, get one free ticket for my seminar this June 1st. 
And if you can't make it, please book a free discovery call with me, a discovery session with me. And let's see if I can help you. I will. If I can't, I'll let you know. But in any other case, I just want you to know that you are loved and you are perfect, just as you are. Absolutely. And if you don't like who you are, you can always write about who you want to be with yes. Isabel. Just yes. the link that they can contact you. And I wish you the best of success. You are an amazing human being. You too. Thank you. Reflect that back to you. Love you. Love you too. Thank you. Well, I hope this helps you. If you need healing, why not have a writing session and discover parts of you that's been waiting to express itself through a writing session with Isabel. So stay tuned because you never know who I'm going to get on this show with Wake Up With KC. Thank you.